A reading from the second book of Samuel. Now when David the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more as formerly. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you, David, that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne, David, shall be established forever. The word of the Lord.
Father, my God and the rock of my salvation. Forever I will keep my steadfast love for him, and my covenant with him will stand firm. Forever I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to the one who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed, and through the prophetic writings is made known to all the Gentiles, according to the commandment of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? 
The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. A few things to draw to your attention, dear friends. First of all, once again this week, your boxes of Sunday envelopes for the upcoming year 2021 are available arranged in alphabetical order in the Parish Centre, together with the opportunity for signing up for envelopes if you have not had them up until this point, but would like with 2021 to start having them. Also, those calendars, Christian art calendars, that we always cherish having so much, continue to be made available on a separate table in the Parish Centre, and again, our gratitude to Smith's Funeral Home for underwriting the cost of those calendars again this year. Thank you very much to those who have already brought cookies so that the Catholic Women's League ladies will be able to organize those in order to help in our annual participation in the dinner that a number of the churches in Burlington are assembling to be able to safely make available to persons who are isolated or perhaps without the opportunity for a Christmas dinner. It is still possible to bring cookies uh, right up until Monday. The ladies will be assembling in the parish center at 9.30 in order to make the arrangements and packaging of them. So you can continue to bring them right to the kitchen of the parish center, even as late as early Monday morning like that. And that will be very deeply appreciated. We would invite you to take a um, flyer, I guess you'd call it a flyer, from the Knights of Columbus on your way out the door today, as they urge all people, and especially all families, to make a special preparation for consecration of our families to the Holy Family. Next Sunday, of course, being the Feast of the Holy Family on the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's. And further details will come later on, but that flyer will give a number of interesting suggestions about how families can really prepare well to make that consecration, which would seem to be a very appropriate thing to be doing this year for sure. And that leads me to the last announcement. As um, I'm sure many of you are aware, things are becoming extremely tense right now. And the announcements have been made in and affecting the city of Hamilton, which of course is meaning that everything pretty much surrounding us is now in lockdown. At this point, we are still carrying forward we have not been given any instruction to do otherwise. 
but I am going to ask you to be very specially careful, attentive to news announcements that are made, to our parish website over the course of the next few days, because further announcements apparently are pending, and we will receive our instruction and have to act on it virtually immediately. And so, really, the only thing we can ask you to do is to keep up with the news and the information so that you will know exactly where we stand as we get into Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and certainly the days and weeks past. It's the uncertainty, I think, that is driving everyone wild right now. And uh, fear, of course, also has a great part to play in that. So we pray for peace of mind and heart so that we will be able to really respond well to what the Lord asks of us. And that, I think, leads us very appropriately into this fourth Sunday of Advent. It is a tradition that the gospel passage on the Sunday closest to Christmas draws our attention not to John the Baptist now or to other great figures, but rather to the intimacy of the very family into which Jesus was born. Some years we see it from the point of Joseph. Some years, like this year, we see it from the point of view of Mary. And I found myself wondering, as we read and reflect on the Gospel of the Annunciation, the first joyful mystery of the Holy Rosary, such a familiar story, everyone has heard of the story of the angel Gabriel, and the appearance to Mary. I found myself wondering what, especially for our own times, does Mary have to teach us right now? It's um, always wise to learn from someone like Mary who wants to be a helper to us along our path and is always leading us to her son as she has been doing from the beginning. I found myself looking at this particular story and reflecting on it and finding that I could see three ways, especially, in which Mary is maybe got something to teach us. First of all, I think Mary has something to teach us about the power, the value, and the necessity of listening, of being people with a listening heart. You see that Mary here attends to what the angel says to her. She is puzzled by it. She is even frightened by it. She is turning over within her own soul, as she so often is pictured doing in these infancy narratives, all that's happening to her. But she is very, very attentively listening. And the thought always occurs to me, you know, the Annunciation is one of the most depicted works in Christian art of them all. There are absolutely countless paintings and other depictions of the appearance of the angel to Mary, described in so many different ways, depending on what era the painting was done in. You can just see a million different interpretations of it. And yet, isn't it interesting that in every single one, Mary is pictured as being 
attentive. In fact, she's usually pictured as having sort of started out that scene in a contemplative attitude of prayer. Mary wasn't busy doing the laundry or writing her shopping list or worried about 150 things when the angel appeared to her. She was available. She was in prayer. She was in reflection. And I think we all know that it's really, really hard to listen attentively to anyone who needs our listening ear when we're distracted, when we're anxious, when we're worried about all kinds of things and scattered. We need to be gathered, gathered into the center where God is to be found. And only when you're there can you really, really listen to him and discover that maybe he has something to say and his voice will speak to the depth of your soul. And though it may challenge you and change you, it will also comfort you and assist you. So Mary teaches us a lot about the spirit of contemplation that is needed in order to have a truly listening heart. And right now, we especially want to be listening. We know that our God is with us. We know that our God does not want to abandon us, even in our struggle and our uncertainty and our fear and our need. But we have to be ready to hear him. A second thing in which Mary models something very powerful and important for us is faith. Mary, of course, was and remains a person of faith, a faith which is able to conquer all kinds of things. And what really is faith when all is said and done? It is a commitment of oneself to that which isn't necessarily able to be easily seen or understood or worked through. It's a necessary commitment to what lies sometimes just beyond our grasp and yet is consistent with everything that we do already know if we really stop and think about it. When the angel is speaking to Mary, he doesn't just simply say, God wants you to be the mother of the Son of God, yes or no. <laughs> you know, the angel actually enters into a bit of a discussion about what this is all about. What it is that God has been up to already. This whole business of the Lord God giving him the throne of his father David, reigning over the house of Jacob forever. How the child is going to be holy and son of God. Here, Gabriel is touching upon the history of the people of God. And we got a large dollop of that in the first reading today. This whole business of David fussing and worrying that he should be building a house for the Lord. And the prophecy of the Lord God says, don't you worry about building me a house. I intend to build you a house. And the house of the Lord which is the descendancy of David, right down to the very son of David, who is son of God himself. That house of the Lord is, in fact, the very heart of the Lord, into which he invites all of us to be embraced. 
Remember how Jesus said the night before he died in one of his most famous passages, so beloved to so many people who have lost a loved one, I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house. That house is the one that the Lord himself builds and it is the very heart of God. Mary would be in a much better position to make her response if she actually knew all of this history if she knew what God has been up to and could see its trajectory making sense right now. She wouldn't have been planning for it to involve her quite so deliberately and directly, but her faith taught her that the God who had always intended to save his people was certainly going to carry out his promise and fulfill it. She made an act of faith that God, who was at work, would still be at work. And if he wanted her to be part of that, then that was what he wanted. Well, we have to have something of that same faith. And our faith can be easily shaken by all kinds of struggles and trials. But we have to see in the threads of our own life, in the finger of God as as it has worked itself through everything in our lives and in our history as a people, that he is alive and he is at work. He cares about us, always has, always will. And then when our faith is strengthened by recognizing and giving thanks for his great gifts, then we are able to make an act of faith in him right now. It's not being made cold, so to speak. It's being made from grace that's already made a home, built a house in us. And that house is the heart of God. And the third and last thing that I think Mary kind of instructs us in, as we really need it, is humility and obedience. Humble obedience, you might say. Mary's humility comes from her recognition that she is not making herself out to be anything more than she is, but she also is wide open to what God wants of her. And her obedience, built on faith, built on commitment, built on trust and hope, to be sure, is an obedience that is born of a genuine love for God and a consistent desire to do what he wants. And so she says, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Have there ever been words spoken that have been so humble, so obedient, so trusting, as Mary was then led to an adventure that was certainly beyond her imagining? We too, in our own lives and as a church, are called to that humble, obedient, trusting, loving action. And each day to say, maybe even using the very words of Mary herself, here am I, Lord, here am I. I'm your servant. Let it be done to me as you wish. I trust you. I know that you won't let go of me as you lead me on paths unknown. So I will say, yes. The yes of Mary 
open the door to our salvation in Christ Jesus. Our yes will open more doors. As Christmas draws near, let your heart be one that is opening up doors by the way in which you say a humble, obedient, glorious, joyful yes to what God asks of you. And you will be contributing in the furthering of the work of the one who came to save us. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website, where they can find them all, day by day. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.